I'm Ross, and I'm a curious parent. I'm John, and I'm an education expert. This is From the Sidelines. Bite-sized study tips to help you help them through. Welcome to From the Sidelines, which is uh, our podcast helping you to help them through uh, with myself, Ross Bennett, and John Tay, our resident expert and guru. Uh, how, how are you? Yeah, good. Very good. Uh, looking forward to talking again and talking about education, hopefully to, to parents, carers, guardians, you know, everyone who's a champion really for our young people. So yeah, looking forward to it. And, and for those that have just tuned in, so to speak, on this podcast, um, the, the purpose is that we're creating bite-sized content really, isn't it? Um, and individual content, which hopefully is really valuable, but then when pieced together, become super powerful. That's it, yeah. There's, there's lots of short videos that we've done as well as these yeah. podcasts, and um, all of them are can link together. Uh, they shouldn't be seen as kind of individual strategies that have to sit on their own, because actually your superpower as a parent is how you can kind of actually you know, put those together almost like a jigsaw piece. Um, so we've, you know, we've done things on kind of, you know, uh, study spaces we're going to talk about today, whether it's mobile phone distractions, whether it's healthy eating, sleep, all, if you can put all those together, then that's when the magic occurs. Awesome. So you led us into a little bit study spaces today. Yeah. Um, overview, what, what we're thinking, what, what we say when we talk about study spaces and what do we mean? Yeah, we're going to talk about in, in this in this podcast, really making sure that, that people have got or, or families have got a designated study space for their child to study in. Okay. And what we're going to talk about is actually, um, you know, some things about where that might be, but also some places to avoid. So I think it's it's you know, equally important to think about where, where it's good, but equally where, where it's bad. Should we get cracking? Let's do it. All right then. Uh, so kick us off then, John. Um, what's the essentials of a good study space, would you say? Right. Well, there's, there's quite a few things in this, I think, that, that should be hopefully fairly straightforward if we think about kind of optimum conditions. The problem is we we sometimes don't have those optimum conditions. You know, We don't have, let's say, office spaces or kind of you know library kind of environments. So we need to try and make do at home. But if we break it down, First of all, it would be an essential for me really is a flat space, uh, flat space, desk, uh, table, something that, you know, if you think about your child has to be able to write, yeah. then actually they can't do it on their knee very well. You know, you, you know, if I asked you to write, you know, a whole letter or an application for a job on your knee or on on somewhere that wasn't flat, then it's, it's difficult. So that's the first thing. Can we get somewhere that's a desk, a dining room table, something like that that's a flat surface? Um, within that then, it's really important also to make sure it's free of clutter. Now, <laughs> think about the teenage, the average teenage bedroom. Yeah. That might be a, that might be a yeah. challenge a for some tricky. parents. Yeah, yeah a little tricky. But we know, and we know the kind of science behind this, that if we've got a cluttered space in front of us, our mind becomes cluttered as well. And I think then the opposite of that is when we declutter it and we get rid of things and we have lots of space, we have that space to think and be creative. Um, and, and I think that that you know we we talk about that in schools as well in terms of making what the what the students are looking at at the front of the school the teacher's desk and stuff uncluttered so it looks like that kind of calming space so again if we can create that at home as well a flat space that's you know that's free of clutter even if you have to take things and put them on the floor yeah. away yeah you know easy to do isn't it let's have as much space as possible so you can spread out you can have all your materials in front of you and you're not then kind of worried about it being cramped and kind of constrained um and then after that make sure it's well lit mm. again <laughs> 
the average teenage bedroom. It could be, I know, you know, what, you know, the, my, my sons, you know, there's a there's a lamp in there that's not that, you know, that's not a light. He likes to have his kind of curtains shut. It's those type of things. So it's actually, let's have those curtains open. Let's have the natural light flooding in. Let's make sure that if the, you know, you know, you can change a bulb from a 40 watt to a 60 watt, or, you know, we can do those things quite easily. Make sure that room's well lit. And if you are working in a corner of a room that maybe isn't as well lit, or it's a big room where it's slightly dark, you know, let's have a desk lamp. Yeah. You know, those type of things, yeah. we can make big differences because, you know, we know that that's going to make a huge difference if it's well lit compared to if it's dark. And again, thinking about that from a, from a university or when we were at school point of view, working in dark conditions is not great. And then lastly, can we make sure it's quiet? I mean, we've talked before, haven't we, Ross, about kind of making sure that there's that silent focus time and, and, and time available to really think deeply. If you're in a place that's constantly got lots of distractions, lots of noise, um, that's either of your own doing because your radio or your television's on or something like that, or there's lots of shouting and things and, and other things happening outside of the room, then it can break that distraction. So those things are, are really important. And, and I think it, it links into what we mentioned previously when we were talking about the kind of having the silence, having the phones off, and they're from previous podcast episodes yeah. and, and videos that we've got available for people to people to look at. Um, one of the things that obviously we, we try to get across was that you want to put yourselves in the position that essentially you will be in, in an exam Correct. position. Yeah. And again, if we look at it here, you know, in an exam, you haven't got a cluttered table in front of you. Mm -hmm. You've got one table, one yeah. chair, and it's it, that's how it's set out, isn't it? So I'm guessing there's also that element of it yeah, in terms of bringing that condition across to sort of revision aspects or, or preparation, should I yeah, say. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Ross. If we can try and prepare and practice in the same conditions that we perform, yeah. and we would always profess that in the, in, in the sporting world or in the, in, the, in the kind of the arts, then let's try and do this here as well. And another point just to pick up on, I mentioned there about the kind of lighting, but actually thinking about fatigue and, and you know, if, if you're asking somebody to study and their eyes get tired quite quickly because they're straining their eyes on reading something that it's quite dark, then actually straight away, you know, your, your, your child is, want, is going to want to stop quickly. They get, they get tired, it's more difficult. They're not taking the same information in just because you've got the wrong lighting in the room. So let's make that as, as easy as possible for our, for our children. Let's make it the right conditions. And let's also think about, would you be able to sit there in those conditions and, and, and you know, yeah. write, learn, read, whatever it is. And if you can't, or you're feeling your eyes are straining, then you know it's no surprise that your, your, your child will be doing exactly the same. So it, it's possible in, in, in the house that you could have um, a couple of flat surfaces. Yeah. Um, that might not have clutter on, or you yeah. could clear the clutter to one side and pop it down below. Um, why is it important, do you feel that there's a designated study space rather than letting a, a child kind of study in different places across the house okay the, the reason why i think and, and and lots of science backs this up is that it, why we think it's important is that when you are going to that designated study space and that's why we use that word designated yeah that actually when i'm going to that place i'm going to do only one thing which is to study whereas if it's if it's associated with an area uh, something where, where it's where you relax normally um or where you where your xbox is or that kind of stuff then your, your brain psychologically is already connected to the fact that I'm going to somewhere or a place where I associate with relaxation. So that's very, very difficult then to get yourself out of those habits of relaxation and into a work mode. And I mentioned this in, in one of our short videos that we did. That's often why thinking about, uh, and, and my son's just about to go to university actually, that mm. when, they, when, when, we, when, when students or when we've been to university or, or students go to university and they live on campus in the first year and they're in the Hall of Residence, yeah. they probably have in that room a desk that's supplied for them True. and they can shut the door and it's quiet etc yeah. et yeah. but why do so many of those students choose to study in the university library and not do it in their bedroom well the simple reason is there's too many distractions 
back in the bedroom. There's too many easy ways yeah. to kind of relax. Whereas in the university library, while you're there, you're in that work mode, you're already switched into that. And actually, you know, you're there for a reason. So I think it, it makes a big difference if it's a designated space, even if you, you know, put a little poster above a little desk and say, study space. Yeah. The fact that it, like, that's why I'm going there, yeah. that's going to make a difference rather than kind of some other areas of our houses that maybe we, we, we associate too much with relaxation. Yeah, and I think it's also the other way, isn't it? As in, you want you to be mentally prepared for the studying, but you also then want to potentially create a kind of break position from the study space when you are there for relaxing in other areas of the house. So it works both ways, doesn't it? Absolutely, and I think that, interesting you mentioned that, we've, we've actually seen that quite interestingly develop over the last kind of few years with home, home learning mm. and home working with adults. Mm that some adults that are now yeah. working from home actually say, well, well, it's not as great as I thought it would be because I'm always at work. I can't kind of escape it. Yeah. Whereas when you left the house in the morning to go to work and you came home, that you, you're you almost in your designated relaxation place yeah. and your designated workspace. Suddenly when you're working from home and lots of people might listen to this, might be thinking, yeah, you almost can't escape it, especially when the emails are flashing and that kind of stuff. You're almost in that area of work 24 seven. So the same goes for, for that, for studying relaxation. To be able to then detach yourself and get up from that study space, physically get up and move away and yeah. put your books down, then automatically starts that that, that, that kind of area of, and, and next period of relaxation, which is really important. So, okay, areas of relaxation, poor areas to study. What are some of these examples? Okay, the the big two that, that, that are found in every, in every house, unfortunately, where students sometimes and our children like to kind of, you know, to study, are the sofa, the couch, whatever you want to call it, and the bed. And so many times students will go to their room and they will sit or slouch or lie on their bed and, um, and, and use that as an area of, of study. Hmm. The problem being is then that that is then completely against what we've just said. You know, yeah. Your brain is tricked into thinking, well, I'm, I'm, re- I'm in an area of relaxation. Your body is almost in that kind of, if you're lying down, you, know, you, you would never ever profess that the best way to be in a real work mode and, and and, and learning and, and it would be lying down. You know? <laughs> Probably not. But actually we see this quite often that actually students then sit, lie, et cetera, or while they're, you know, in worst case scenario, lying down on the couch with the telly on in the background. <laughs> so you've got the noise, the distraction, you've got the relaxation area. And then we and then we, we wonder why that hasn't really been a great kind of, you know, period of study and they haven't really learned anything or yeah. they can't remember anything. So yeah. things like that, I think are, are really interesting. Um, and and, 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 and and as a parent then, and this is why we're doing this, your job is to try and make sure that you you, you, you navigate your child away from those areas and actually get them into a place that, you know, that, that, that we know is far better, which is, like I say, flat surface, well lit, uh, you know, designated place to go to. So that when they're there, they know what they're there for. So when I, when I spent time, when I was doing, when I was, when I was studying and I was, sat on the bed with revision notes scattered around, that wasn't the best place to do it, was it? <laughs> Unfortunately not. No. Um, but, the, but, and, but this is it, isn't it? This is, we need to get, this is why we're doing this. We're doing this to actually inform people so we can break those habits yeah. that have been there for potentially generations because yeah. we've seen other people do it, we've done it, or we just don't know any different. Yeah. So therefore we think, well, why wouldn't our bed be okay? You know, Even if I'm not writing. And that, that, that's sometimes what students say, but I'm not writing, so I don't need that flat surface. Mm. But actually, you're still mentally in that relaxation zone. So it's still better to be sat upright at a desk, even if you're just reading those, you know, reading things, yeah. rather than lying down, slouched on a bed. So it can make all the differences. And that's where hopefully we're here to tell parents that 
they don't need to know the subject content. They just need to then help put in place the right environment in which their, their child can really thrive at home rather than some of those you know, things that we talked about there that, that, that maybe are against you know, uh, the, the, the best conditions. And, and I think just as a, a kind of wrap up, if you like, obviously what we're saying here is it's not necessarily got to be a desk and a chair. It's a flat service that could be the table, that could be a breakfast bar. It could be anything that, that lends itself to a, a flat surface in your house with a chair where there's quiet and therefore that the young person has the best possible chance of, of studying and taking on board that information. Absolutely. And I think one thing just to, to add to that, to finish with, yeah. is that if it if it is the dining room table, mm. if it is the breakfast bar, if it yeah. is the kitchen table, which in a lot of houses it will be, yeah. and like you said, you don't need to go out and think about, I have to buy a desk. Yeah. You just need to then be fair to your child that when they want to study or you schedule it so that it's not when you're cooking and not when you're in that environment because they need that they need that quiet space. Yeah. So it might be that you tell your child, right, well, you can use this area from six till seven or from four till five before I start making tea because the last thing you want is in a busy kitchen, they're trying to do their work because that's the flat surface. You've got pots and pans going and everything else happening and yeah. microphones binging and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you wonder why they haven't been successful. Yeah. Well, actually, it's about telling them, and, and again, we, we, tell, we say this a lot, don't we? Telling them why. This is why you're going to do it at seven o'clock because I can then you can then have this room to yourself yeah. for that period of study while we're not cooking because actually yeah. four or five five or six minutes might not be the right time to use that service. So it's just been open and honest about that and making sure that when they use that that it's in the right conditions. There we go. Wrapped up. Yeah. Well, easy and I, and I think that you know people if people can put those things in place it can make a big difference so uh, yeah if that helps and if, if people want to you know watch that short video we've done on that as well with some of the key tips then uh, hopefully that'll you know that'll help everyone yeah that's that's the that's the purpose of what we're trying to achieve here is to give small bite-sized pieces of information to really to really help you help them through so um thank you again for listening to the words of wisdom from John um and we've got plenty more of these coming your way we hope you find them useful and we look forward to seeing you again soon thank you Thank you.